My name is Nigel. Jason Hammer is here. Longtime WIBC listeners will recognize our next guest. He was a regular uh, caller into the Greg Garrison program. He is the author of the best-selling book, Breaking the News, and uh, Breitbart News Editor-in-Chief, Alex Marlowe. Welcome back to the Hammer and Nigel Show, Alex. How are you? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks so much for having me on. So um, let's let's get into it. Let's dive right in. All things Trump, the fourth indictment. They're getting squirrely down there in Georgia. I, th- I think I remember you writing something in Breaking the News about you. You kind of had some uh, trepidation about Trump's team down in Georgia investigating um, the election down there, didn't you? You know, you guys have always been so supportive of me, and I really appreciate you bringing that up because I was just revisiting that because um, I was thinking about Georgia and how Georgia feels like the place where Trump is the most vulnerable. And uh, I was highly critical of his team in Georgia in particular. I thought it was a bunch of C-listers, and it was sort of a clown show. Uh, and it's very hard to, to challenge an election on a legitimate basis, and I think that a lot of Trump's efforts were in good faith relatively in good faith. But for some reason in Georgia, it just seemed like from the start, uh, he had not assembled a great team down there. And I was really concerned at the time that they were making some clown moves. And now it looks like they're coming home to roost a little bit. Um, but they might get out clowned by the other side because you've got, I think, uh, I think they're making a lot of really interesting moves. And by interesting, I mean stupid. They're trying to charge 19 people at the same time. They want to do a mugshot of Trump, the most famous man on the planet. All that just is totally, totally a stupid hour. And Alex, Jason Hammer here. Let's talk about the mugshot here, because that's been one wow. thing that we have not seen yet. Uh, deals being made behind the scenes. No perp walk, no mugshot, none of that kind of stuff. Georgia wants this bad. They have already came out and said, you will have the mugshot. What's this going to mean if it is released for not only Donald Trump, but could this backfire on the Democrats? I think it backfires with people who would like to live in a democracy or in a uh, representative democracy or a republic the way we we live in it, because it makes it clear it's a political act. Uh, But I think people who are committed leftists, the type of people who uh, show up to vote against Trump or to vote for Joe Biden, they probably like it. Uh, And and that's, I think, what this is all about. I think that one thing that Biden understands, and I think the one thing that the institutional left really understands right now, is that they're not courting the middle of the country. They're, They're shaming the middle of the country for being insufficiently angry at Trump. Trump. Uh, but they think their bread and butter is to motivate their own base. And their base loves this stuff. If you need any more proof of that, just watch CNN for five minutes. They're giddy and delighted over all this stuff. They absolutely crave the idea of Trump in an orange jumpsuit. And just one more thing on the on the, the multiple indictments of Donald Trump and multiple you know federal and states. Just your 30,000-foot perspective of exactly what is going on here. It's, it's, it's Joe Biden. To me, it's Joe Biden actively trying to put his political opponent who's running for president in jail and i mean that's the kind of stuff third world countries are made of right there yeah, absolutely. This is banana republic stuff. I don't think I'm the first to, to have that take. I'm sure you guys agree. Uh, and one thing, though, that does not get pointed out enough is that Biden has made this calculation correctly, that he should say nothing positive or negative about it. Just don't create any headlines. Um, that's been his approach, and it's working for him. But it should not be acceptable to the American people. The American people should demand that he weigh in. And if he does weigh in, his point should be that this is not okay. And he 
he won't he won't do that. He'll never do that because again, he understands his base, and his base uh, just laps this stuff up like a cat. Um, but he really should come out and say this is not appropriate. I don't support it, and um, we should drop the charges and move on. But he would never do that because again, his base would hate him for that. Well, let me ask you this: Let's let's is is Joe Bart is Joe Biden like Hammer and I? You know, we love to laugh at the gaffes and the dumb things he yeah. says in the teleprompter and you know falling up the stairs falling off his bike but is is joe biden really kind of smarter than we're giving him credit for and the biden family oh. for that matter you guys you guys asked the big question and I'm, i have been thinking about this for a long time i know you guys know that i'm working on a book uh on on joe biden and i'll come and talk about uh when it comes out soon uh, to the audience and i, I can come back multiple times to talk all through it but uh, i'm a hundred percent yes to that question joe biden is way more savvy and smart than we know uh, we've been very lazy casting him as an idiot and that just makes it so that he's gotten away with more stuff and we're finally now it feels like after 50 years of having to endure Joe Biden, starting to take him a little more seriously, and, um, and no thanks to Hunter on that one. Uh, but yeah. it's the, 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 the nature of his clownish, public, outfacing persona and his goofball, crackhead son uh, has made it so that we have <laughs> underestimated some of their gifts politically. And I think that that needs to stop if there's any hope of him not getting the White House uh, for another four years. Alex Marlowe is our guest, Breitbart News Editor-in-Chief. So, Alex, it's less than a week until the first GOP debate. I'm a gambling guy. I'm a Vegas guy. I like to put some money down. (laughs) If I'm the dealer at the roulette table right now, and I have to yell to the table, all bets are in, all bets are final, what's your final prediction? Does Donald Trump make his way to that debate stage Wednesday? Uh, I'm, I don't know what the odds are, but I'm betting big he doesn't show up. I, I don't see a huge advantage for him to show up other than I think that he could command so much attention um, that I think that he could potentially use it as like a group interview session for cabinet positions or th- something like that where he's you know, doing like a public vetting of potential people for his administration because he's so far ahead. Um, but I, I don't think he's going to do that. I think especially with some people who are just going to uh, try to attack him the whole day. I don't think he wants to feed that news cycle. And I think that the news cycle of the anti-Trumpers who will be on the stage attacking Trump is already going to get a lot of attention. I think if Trump was there to be the whipping boy, then it would just be nonstop, 24-7, days on end, people just trashing Trump. It would be breaking news alerts at the New York Times and all that stuff. And it's just, I don't think he wants to do that. So I don't think it's going to happen. Well, we, we already know what DeSantis is strategy is somebody leaked his campaign strategy uh was to back up trump to have trump's back and to to go after ramaswamy what what is in general what happened to to desantis and where do you think his campaign went wrong and what does he need to do next wednesday to right the ship Oh, boy. I mean, do you guys want to clear the rest of the show out? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Yeah. This one. Yeah. yeah, we have time. Um, th- this is a I- – I know you guys kind of follow what we're we're doing at Breitbart pretty closely. So, so you're, you probably know I've been complaining about DeSantis' campaign for a long time. And I think he's just a, a wonderful governor, and I write very – I write a lot of praise about him in, in breaking the news. A lot of his handling of COVID was exemplary, and I think even though he hasn't had a 100% batting average – I think his uh, war on woke in Florida has generally been a, a force for good. But uh, 
he just has run just the, the one of the worst campaigns I've ever witnessed. And this goes back to before he was even on the campaign, where he obviously was running, everyone knew he was running, and yet he wouldn't declare. And then he assembled this team of just bozos. Just there's not a no one in the entire organization seems to be competent at all. And they were all tied to other campaigns that had failed in the past, and um, and, and a lot of these guys had made a lot of money, but had not really had the success to back it up. Uh, and then he hired all these online influencers, which was so strange, this Twitter army that would just insult Trump supporters, which is a cardinal sin, as you guys know, in the modern-day Republican Party. I don't have to tell you that if you insult the audience, you guys talk show hosts, I mean, this is we live this every day. You insult the audience, you have no audience. And that's what they did. He was paying these people to tweet trash talk against Trump supporters, not just Trump. It was so off from the start. And then when Trump was getting politically harassed in Florida, he stood down on it. He took a pass. He kind of mocked Trump. And so I think he's figured out all that was was a mistake, and he's going to reset. But now he's going to reset when he's single digits in the polls. And the sad part about this is that he's such a great governor. I, I think he would be a good president. Uh, it's right. He, but he's he just such a terrible He's a terrible candidate. Could be a great president, but a terrible candidate. I'm with you 100% on that, Alex. If somehow DeSantis were the president, he would give me everything I want in terms of governing, but I just don't think he can get there. He's going backwards. Meanwhile, it seems like Vivek Ramaswamy is the new darling in this whole thing. Had the big sit down with Tucker Carlson. Uh, The new poll from New Hampshire, the Trafalgar poll, shows him basically neck and neck with DeSantis at number two. What do we make of the run of Vivek Ramaswamy? Uh, Vivek's a brilliant guy. I've been friends with Vivek for a while, which is kind of funny that I guess as I get older, some of my friends are going to run for president. I I did not have that on my bingo card um, before I turned 40. But but, but Vivek is is a very bright guy, and he's internalized some of the stuff naturally that I think that I was just walking walking through with regards to, to DeSantis, that you can't insult the voters. You have to appeal to their internal optimism. Um, you have to understand the power of Trump's movement, that, that Trump is the symbolic figure, uh, is so larger than life that you're not going to get anywhere attacking him or attacking his voters if you want to be, if you want to thrive in this moment in Republican politics. And I think that his relentless campaigning, his relentless optimism, and a great, I think he could improve on a couple issues, but a pretty great slate of issues that he's running on. Uh, it's just such a winning combination. And do, do I think he gets the nomination? Of, uh, of course, that's not the smart money, but he's announcing himself as a very important voice in politics. And I think he's uh, making just one smart move after the next. So Alex, your uh, book, your best-selling book, Breaking the News, came out a couple of years ago. Uh, you have a uh, new book coming out very soon, which I know you cannot talk very much about I mean, is there anything you can tell us? Do you have a release yeah, date? Do yeah, yeah. Just for your insider audience only. But yeah, no, the, I, I spent a year investigating Joe Biden. Uh, this is the biggest, most comprehensive, I think, biography of Biden to date. And I think it includes all, all, all of the unearthed details 
that people would be looking for that you could possibly attain without having, you know, subpoena power or the power of the federal government behind you. Uh, it was undertaken with a team of just some of the best some of the best journalists in the world. I was blessed to work with them. And I think if people read this book, they're going to find it really devastating uh, for for Joe Biden. And I think that it is uh, it's called Breaking Biden. You can pre-order it now. Uh, the, the, the big publicity push, I'm trying to delay that until it comes out in October. But it's going to be, I think, a big event if you'll pay attention to it, because the nature of the details of what Joe Biden has gotten away with over the years, I think will stun even the most uh, attentive news newsreader. That's Alex Marlowe, editor-in-chief of Breitbart. Got a new book coming out in October, Breaking Biden. Alex, come back as soon as possible. Definitely when the book drops. Uh, we love you here in Indy. You, you guys are right. We love you, and we love WIBC. And whenever you guys uh, want to have us, me, and anyone else at Breitbart, we're available. Excellent, man. Have a good weekend. Okay, guys.